Laude Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Ankedu. Welcome back to another episode of Loud It Podcast. I am Ned and Sir. Basically, what's going on right now? I was on Twitter and I saw someone say that people are boiling yam with sugar. I heard this is a Yoruba thing. I am shocked. I'm actually flabbergasted. I didn't know that was a thing. Sugar. Does it make it sweet? No, genuinely, like, I'm actually so curious. I've never heard of this. Apparently, people have been talking about this on Twitter for for a little moment now. But I only know of boiling with salt. Wait, how do you guys eat your yam? Is it meant to be a dessert? (laughs) No, because everyone I know, we eat it with, I don't know, stew or with even egg stew. You know what I mean? How is your yam tasting? Wow. I don't know why, but that really blew my mind. So clearly I need to talk about it. Um, But moving on. (laughs) Last week, actually, I didn't mention I redid my hair. I'm finally back to my old uni self. Hair wise, if you guys know the hairstyle I used to do at uni all the time, it's back. So braids on one side, or not braids, cornrow on one side, and then the rest of it is a prick and is a pick and drop moment, basically. Um, it feels very weird to be back here because if you know me, you know I don't enjoy the process of getting my hair done. The way it hurts, the way it hurts. <sighs> yeah, I will never get over it. I just can't. And then my auntie, who's been doing my hair for years. She was just like, yeah, of course, this is why you haven't been back. I've been seeing you wearing ponytail. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I've been having my hair out or having a ponytail clipped in or even I had wig moments too. Because I just don't enjoy getting my hair done. The pain is too much for my noggin. Like, it's just too much for me to handle sometimes. Um, my scalp must just be extra, extra, extra sensitive because... I don't understand how my sisters out there are all doing their hair and they're just sitting there calmly. They'll be doing one or two face face winces, little bit of movement. And me, I'm doing ah, ee, ah. Like I'm that annoying, that annoying clientele. Um, yeah. So after I take this out, whenever I do, I will I will not be doing my hair anytime soon. <laughs> that's what I loved about lockdowns because I had to stay at home I couldn't do my hair not my fault but I learned actually how to do my own braids um they weren't neat or anything but I did learn how to do my own box braids I even did my own little pick and drop moment too but it was like chunky braids uh whereas the the box braids I did they were more of like a medium size so yay me it was like shoulder length yeah I think it was just a little bit past shoulder length it was a good moment I only did that length because my I knew my hands would hurt by the end of it I don't know how you guys who are doing your hair by yourself doing braids now I understand what you guys are saying where you say like your hands are hurting I get it because 
I'm so happy I didn't do the full length of the extension. I don't know why I even decided to do a, a shoulder length moment, but very glad I did because by the time I got to just the last few braids, oh, my hands were hurting. And I was just so determined to get it done that night. I didn't want it to roll into the next day. Um, but what I want to learn how to do myself next, and I'll probably just go to YouTube for this, but I want to learn how to do knotless braids by myself. I feel like, you know, I feel like I'll be able to learn that. Why not? And maybe I'll do that on myself, by myself all again. Because, yeah, I don't know, hairdressers and me, the pain's a lot. The pain's a lot. I'm a relaxed hair babe, so I'll always go back for relaxer because I just don't like doing it on myself. Um, I don't really trust myself to do it and be able to see what I'm doing. Um, so that will always be a hairdresser thing for me. But aside from that, I don't really want to go there. Although, I mean, ugh, soft life. This is my version of soft life. I was just there like me washing my hair. No, can't bother to wash. No, no. I'm just the auntie who does my <laughs> who does my extensions. She always laughs at my washing capabilities. Shall I describe it as that? Uh, when she does my hair in the past anyway. I've probably improved since then. But in the past she'll be like, are you sure you washed it properly? So I was like, mm-mm, 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 no, mba. This time I'm getting it professionally washed. And it was only £10, so I was just like, this is my version of soft life. I have the coins to be able to wash my hair. <laughs> to wash my hair, not by myself. And it was like a little treatment. Can't like, kind of hurt. Yeah, me and my hair is just an ongoing thing. But it came out feeling so, 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 so soft afterwards. I was like, yes, this is it. Maybe I'll start incorporating washing my hair at the salon once in a long time. Yeah, I feel like it's a, it's a little thing. Only because of the way my, health, my hair felt afterwards. The process, I don't know. People just do like jagger jagger with your hair. Maybe it's just my scalp. Just I just feel it a lot. I don't enjoy it. I want a massage. You know when people are saying like, oh yeah, they love getting their hair washed. It feels like a massage. Do I just get rough people? Because... It's never feeling like a massage to me. It's not that. But yeah, maybe it's the people I'm going to or maybe it's just me and my scalp. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, another thing that I forgot to actually address last week is John Boyega. Now, I heard that apparently he said in, was it like an interview sort of format? I'm not sure. He must have said that he only dates black women. Now, I don't see why that's an issue, you know. Because I know people, some were actually black women, which really grinded my gears. Um, but some of them were oyable people as well. And they were getting a bit butthurt. But aren't we all the same ones? Like, especially if you're listening to my podcast, it's rather likely you watch Love Island or you are at least very aware of Love Island. Now we hear all the time, tall, dark and handsome, and then they bring Billy, as in literally Billy from Love Island, who, actually he wasn't tall, no, that was not, what was that guy who was with Millie? Liam, they bring Liam out, and they say tall, dark and handsome. What they really mean is tall, yes, tanned, 
they should have really said not dark handsome okay give or take right um but i'm just there like you guys are always saying that and you're saying i like blondes i like brunettes i like um like a certain eye color they say blonde hair blue eyes all of these descriptions were never a black woman never you knew you wanted a white woman just say it with your chest so why is it a problem when Joan Boyega says that about black women? Because you guys have always been saying about the white woman, or you've been saying about the ambiguous woman, this whole time. Literally, that's what you've been describing. But when someone else wants to describe their own, you have a problem. And black women who are, who are somehow against it, what is your problem? Like, what's actually your issue? Because I don't see where the, the problematic part stops and ends like in his statement I just don't get it I don't understand where it started hmm yeah I don't know I don't know especially if you understand Love Island and you've watched shows like that where we've heard it time and time and time again about their type on paper which is never a black woman and they've literally described features that the average black person, unless you're Sid, what's her name, Cindy Black, who's on YouTube, who happens to have blue eyes, unless you're her, then it's, yeah, most times they're not describing us. I say her because she has blue eyes, right? Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Dating preferences, I don't see a problem with dating preferences as, as long as you're not putting down other people. So why why is there such a big up uproar? Because he wasn't putting down other people. He just said what he likes. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Funny that, right? Anyway. Um. But it's been it's been a good time recently for myself. My friends, in particular, one friend of mine. So I always talk about her. Honestly, <laughs> it's just, okay clearly obsessed with my own friends but um but my friend stephanie aka catch space on youtube um she pretty much just revived my memory of my wedding from may may the 6th 2022 that's my day that's my may day um and she just revived everything because she made a vlog guys she made a vlog of my wedding and it was like 34 minutes so it was like a good healthy chunk um and it was just there like oh it just got me into my feels and it got all my family so happy as well I just love things like that I love it and I've watched the vlog myself at least 10 times yeah probably 10 times and my family all over the world are just always messaging me and saying like oh my gosh I'm gonna watch it oh my gosh I just watched it and I'm just there like guys I wish you guys all watched it on separate devices so Stephanie could actually see how many people have reached out and have watched it it's just such a beautiful moment especially because of course I did um I had a destination wedding for reasons that aren't usually the norm um so a lot of people that I would have, of course, wanted to be there, they couldn't be there just because of the circumstances, the reason why we had to do it at that point. Um, so I was just there like, oh, at least you guys get to enjoy and see a bit more. 
from our angle what was going on because we did have a Zoom so people were able to virtually attend the Mass itself um, and they were able to see the scenery of where the church was because the church was literally just outside from the beach at Catalan Bay. Um, but yeah, you guys should go and check out the vlog if you guys are interested and you wanted to see tidbits from my wedding. She, Stephanie, you you just know how to edit. Did very, very, very well. Exceed, exceeded my expectations completely as well. Because um, I didn't even know some of the clips she actually got. So she's there like, oh, oh. <laughs> so like I said, go and check out her YouTube video. Her channel on YouTube is called Kacha Space. Um, Kacha Space. Um, but it's spelled K-A-C-H-A apostrophe S. And then space. S-P-A-C-E. Um, subscribe to her channel. Like the videos. Watch all the other videos as well. Um, I've mentioned in the in the past that there were like pre-logs even to the wedding itself. So she also vlogged my Hindu. She vlogged um, her trip to Spain and then her and my friend Joyce stepping into Gibraltar and the pre-wedding dinner and then the next day, of course, that being the, the most recent wedding vlog itself. So I had Stephanie just reviving the memories, also put out pictures on Instagram and then I had the next day my friend Joyce decided to also revive a few of the memories. I'm just there like, oh, I love it here. I do love it here. My friends, they just, I guess they know me very well, right? <laughs> they just woke up one day and decided, today I'm going to make you relive your the wedding, the wedding itself. Um, and next up for me is my Singapore Sutton Sutton wedding reception. And I say Sutton Sutton because I actually want some parts of Ibo culture, Ibo tradition to be part of it as well. Um, I'm still discussing with my dad. We have like a certain part of the of the reception itself that I think I want it to be part of there. Fingers crossed it comes out, works out because we have, I have palm wine. So I have like things that I want to use things for and it's not going to be a, you know, uh, Ibo traditional wedding itself, but it's going to have aspects of it just to show the culture because uh, most of the people there will be from my husband's side. Um, yeah, so I want them to witness the Ibo culture itself and just see because we have two attires, we have two outfits, the Chinese outfit and then we have the Nigerian outfit. So they'll get to see both. And I just can't wait to have photography of this as well. My plan is to make some kind of wedding album. I don't know if I'm going to do two separate ones. One for the white wedding. One for the trad. That's not a trad. There's a Singapore reception. That. Um, <laughs> I mean it's a Chinese trad to be fair. Because we're doing the tea ceremony as well. Um, so yeah. like I'm not sure if I'm going to make one combined or separate. If anyone has ideas. Um, that are a little bit more quirky, I'm down, I'm open to hear it, uh, but what I'll probably do on YouTube whenever the time comes, honestly, don't even trust me with timeline anymore, but the idea is I want to make a YouTube video that incorporates the white wedding and the trad, 
Maybe I'll do a bit of the Hindu. Nah, 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 nah. Because the people I want to watch <laughs> the White Wedding and the Trad are different group of people to who I want to watch the Hindu. <laughs> oh, we'll see, we'll see. Maybe I'll keep the Hindu a bit more PG so it can be boxed all together, all in one. But yeah, I can't wait for the Singapore one. Um, so that's the next one. And fingers crossed everything goes well, all the traveling goes well, and we just all enjoy what enjoyments. Um, I decided to to venture into the Philippines because why not in it? Already in Asia, might as well continue venturing. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be a good one, very, very good one. And that's like my big trip for this year. So unlike me. Like, how can this be my big trip? Like, I usually have something else as well. Oh, COVID. COVID. Because, honestly, if I tell you about my 2019, in fact, can I count? No, no, no. Because 2022 is a separate vibe. That was LA. That was Las Vegas. That was... We even went to, what's the other one? I forgot. But we went to that place, Arizona. That's it. Because we went to the Grand Canyon. So that was all such a, a wonderful, a wonderful compilation. Um, but my 2019 is still untouched. It really is. Because the way I did travel in, I did, I did so much. And I was just so proud of myself. Let me, let me, let me even try to remember. Where, where did I go to in 2019? I think we started a year off, um, I was in Switzerland with my family, I think, because I feel like that went into the new year, so Switzerland, and then went to, where do we go, oh, I'm forgetting everything, you know, did I go, I went to Milan that year, I remember that, um, went to Belfast, went to Valencia, so went to Spain, um, went to, okay, this is when, like, the bigger holidays come up, so then went to Bali, so specifically to Seminyak, although we, we did drive out a bit further out and stuff, uh, we didn't go to Ubud, so if I ever go to Bali again, I might venture out to Ubud, but I really enjoyed Seminyak, so, yeah, it just depends on the vibe you're there for, and Seminyak was a bit more me and my husband, um that same year where else did we go to of course I went to um to Singapore I always go to Singapore if I'm going to Asia gotta step down in Singapore um so went there um went to Miami Miami was also that year um went to Atlanta went to the Bahamas so you get my point and that same year is the year I went to Ghana because it was a year of return, and also went to Nigeria, because that was for my sister's traditional wedding, literally in Abuja, can you, can you understand, that was my 2019, that is levels, that is levels, so this year, I mean, by my own standards that I have set for myself, to have only gone to, where'd I go, did I, of course, I went to Gibraltar. Did I go somewhere else before? No, Germany was last year. Um, that's all I remember. How sad. So I went to Gibraltar. And then now, 
I'm going to Singapore and to Philippines before the end of this year. Child, that's so, that's so low key for me. <laughs> Honestly, by my own, I'm just there like, I need to be outside more. Outside of the country is what I mean by outside. Um, but regardless, still a good time. Um, definitely going to be enjoying myself in Asia when that comes up. Um, and who knows if anything will just slip in before, before the end of this year, but next year, fingers crossed, I have a few, a few locations I would like to tick off. One big, 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 big one that I've been waiting for since I was literally in primary school because by the way, guys, I was watching Little Bill. <laughs> Do you remember Little Bill growing up? Do, do you remember the little peanut head guy um I love the show so much because watching the family it just reminded me of my own family and just it felt so homely watching the show just felt so homely um and yeah I just started <laughs> watching a couple of episodes <laughs> don't ask why but I got there right and I was just like wow these memories and one of the episodes specifically was talking about exactly where I want to go to next year. And even in My Wife and Kids, there was also a two-part series in this exact location. This might be narrowing it down for you guys. If you are catching the hints, child, you will know exactly where I'm trying to go. Um, of course, it's not to the Bahamas. Because if you're thinking of My Wife and Kids, they also did a two-part series or two-part episode to um the Bahamas where we had the Bahama Mama and Claire was on top of the tables going like all that kind of stuff right um <laughs> but they went to somewhere else if you guys can remember that's where I'm trying to go and they talk about it in Little Bill talk about it in so many of my shows growing up and I think that's what's just filtered into my mind and so I said oh my honeymoon it's going to be there. It has to be there. And fortunately, my husband's so easygoing. <laughs> he just said, I'm happy to go wherever. <laughs> the one place I know he wants to go at some point in the future is to Japan. So that will happen at some point. We have to make that happen. Um, and he hasn't been to America before. Of course, because he lives all the way in Singapore, right? So that flight, that journey time, even though my brother, when we go to Asia... He will be coming all the way from the States. So that journey time will be mahusive. It will be mad. But yeah, that's precisely why my husband hasn't been. Because um, so, I imagine the flight prices are also mad. Because he was meant to come with us um, to LA and all those kind of excursions. End of last year, we looked at the prices. We're like, never mind. <laughs> but that could have also been because of COVID. COVID changed prices a lot. This whole time frame just flight tickets are all too stupid um so I don't know if it was like a lot cheaper before covid but all I know is my husband just hasn't been and so we need to tick off places in the US with him in the future um but those are the only two places he he just mentions everywhere else he's just he's open he likes traveling with moi <laughs> my big head um oh just dog all the time it's like he knows when I'm recording but anywho moving on swiftly 
I saw something that was a bit, <laughs> a bit alarming. <laughs> oh my gosh. So apparently there's this nursing home in Taiwan where they hired strippers, guys. They hired strippers for the seniors in wheelchairs. And do you know how funny that is? Do you know how blurry hilarious that is? Because, wait, what? Like, who thought of this idea? <laughs> but let them enjoy. They're only, like, when you're older, you know, time is not in your favour as much anymore, right? Let them live. Let them enjoy. It's just so funny that they had to apologise. <laughs> And the pictures, I saw it on Shadeborough. So funny to me. But it, it is what it is. I'm happy that they enjoyed. I'm happy they had a good time. Um, Yeah, that's it, that's it. So last week I mentioned that I watched The Keepers, right? Now I'm going to give just the last few minutes of this episode a little rundown because... It was a lot to take in. If you guys still haven't watched the documentary, just stop this episode now. You can finish this once you finish the the series. If you don't care to watch the series, then listen away. <laughs> That's not my own, right? I tried to give a warning. Um, but it started off being you're looking for this nun called Kathy, so Sister Kathy, right? Because she was murdered. Well, she was kidnapped, and then. I think it was in like November of, is it 1969, the sister Kathy Sesnick was was kidnapped and then her body was found in January of the next year, so 1970. And yeah, it was found, I think, in a bin. So that's what you think you're uncovering. Who killed her and why, right? But you're thinking, like, it's something... Unfortunately, there are murders that happen all the time. It's really sad. But you think that's what you're uncovering. Little do we know the reason why she was killed. Like, we don't know fully the reason, but we do know that she was uncovering a lot. A lot about the Catholic Church. But specifically, the Archdiocese in Baltimore specifically there we know there are bad people in every faith i said that last week but in particular these people in baltimore disgusting um what are their names even do i even want to remember it was like malarkey and i don't even know if i really want to remember their names like that because it was it was starting to haunt me a bit but it's oh, okay so it was joseph maskell being the one of the two men who were just absolutely repugnant absolutely disgusting oh gosh it just when i think about this when i think about this documentary it, it just hits so hard but yeah it was him and there was another priest as well who worked in this school at Kiel, is is this Kiel school in, in Baltimore, and they were 
trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning, abuse, trigger warning, kids, trigger, trigger warning, trigger warning, um, but basically they were abusing kids in the school, they would, so with the, with one of the main ladies called Jane Doe, obviously that was her, her, her cover-up name at the time, you know, they always say Jane Doe in courts if they, the person doesn't want to be known, um, but her name was Jean Werner, but at the time, as a student, she went for confession, right, and if you're Catholic, you already know what confession is, if you're not Catholic, pretty much you go into a room with, like, a panel covering your face, and the priest is on the other side, you're knelt down on one side, priest on the other side, right, and you can't see each other, that's the whole point, and you just, you confess your sins to the priest, and, like, basically, it's just, you're giving, you're confessing your sins to God, really, that's the whole, that's the whole concept, because you're just letting go and saying sorry, you're repenting for your sins, and you leave afterwards, they usually tell you to say a prayer or something like that, um, and from there, you're literally absolved from your sins, that's, that's the belief within the Catholic faith, right, well, these priests were telling girls like her that they, that they need to see what they can do, apparently God can't, can't forgive this so quickly when that's not true, of course, you're a kid, right, so you don't know, you already feel bad for what you're confessing, and by the way, what they were confessing most times were just like things that weren't their own fault. Or some things were like we had the one who I think was found with some kind of drugs um, by her parents or something. And the priest just manipulated the whole situation. So you have stuff like that. But in these other cases, you have kids who had been abused in their childhood and who felt like it was their fault so they were bringing that to confession when they finally built up the courage just to talk about it and then this quote-unquote priest is telling them I don't know if you can be forgiven I have to speak to God about this we have to talk about this yada 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 can you imagine like can you actually imagine because number one that's not how confession works number two what do you mean? Like, I just don't get the whole, like, what the point was. And number three, it was never their fault. So why are you? Like, it should have already been told to them that was never their fault. Literally never. They were the victim. Um, yeah, so that's what you had. And then these priests were manipulating these kids and pretty much taking them into their room into their offices in the school and abusing them and in some cases they would bring in other men who were police in the local area who were other priests in the local area and just other other men of stature by the sounds of it and they would abuse these kids and the priests would be saying like you know you're still not absolved basically so you have to keep on coming back for treatment disgusting they even had a gynecologist involved what was his name again i forgot it was something like richter something like richard or richter that name i just see the spelling in my head vaguely 
But that guy, disgusting as well. So you had people like Jane Doe and Jaden Rowe and all the other former students who were trying to get their voices heard. And at court, you just had nonsense rulings that weren't allowing them to to get the justice they deserved. And in my opinion, unfortunately, these these men, they got away with it by dying early. Although, like I said last week, the reason why they probably died early is because they were doing nonsense. Nonsense. Um, but I just feel like they got away with it because they never got... Like, the students didn't get the justice they deserved in real time, in real life, while they were alive. So even if anything comes up now, which I pray, because they still haven't got the justice they deserve. um, And we still don't know who's actually the killer. Because there's so much cover-up. So, so, so much cover-up in that archdiocese. There's so much cover-up by the the police themselves there's so much cover-up within the law system like personally I don't trust that Sharon May woman I know what people are trying to say online saying that you know like she's just doing her job something isn't quite right in the way she the way she goes about her explanations it seems very cold um and it seems that she's hiding things basically it's just yeah something's not really adding up there are a lot of people who during the course yeah during the course of the series you just always end up side-eyeing in the end like I even did side-eye Coop for a while because I don't trust that letter that was written in fact the problem is because the letter wasn't written so basically he he said that he got a letter from Kathy before she died and it was typewritten, but Kathy tended to write letters by hand, so that part's not really aligning, and for some reason, in one of the first few lines of this letter, she mentions her period. Who mentions their period just randomly in a letter? Like, I don't feel like women usually do that, so it it doesn't really add up, but we don't know her, right? So this might be her norm, this might be a thing, this might be a real letter, um... But that's the only thing that did make me a bit, you know, question him a little on maybe he knows more. Russell, who passed away of cancer, definitely knew a lot more. Um, I'm really upset that Mike, um, who was Jane Werner's husband, that he passed away of, I think it's some kind of cancer. And something's telling me it was something throat related because he was just throat, no, he was swallowing so much that he wanted to say to help his wife he was just swallowing so much like I feel like it gave him cancer to be honest um and yeah it's just there's just too many people involved in this that are questionable you have Edgar Davidson who's still alive and he definitely 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 has some kind of involvement because some of his lies are very see-through like we already know that's a lie so yeah but it's because he's old I think they're trying to be somewhat nice to him like even that whole do you drive did you used to drive um with or do you drive a car with both your feet and he said I haven't driven in years 
that wasn't the question, sir. And then he was asked, did you used to drive like that? And he said, yeah. Okay, like, so tell us why you didn't just say that the first time. Because you're probably trying to hide something. Um, but yeah, we have him. And we have other people who passed away that Defo had a lot more, a lot more to this story. And yeah, hopefully in the future at some point, everything does come out. And people get the justice they deserve. All the former students who probably still haven't even come out. Um, who were involved in these instances and were victims as part of their childhood, unfortunately. Um, those who take took away their own life. Those who um, who went into drugs and alcohol abuse. Those type of things. Like, yeah, I just I I think they all deserve their their justice, whether it comes years later. They just still deserve it, regardless. But that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all I'm going to be talking about this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That is all. Um, Anything else I wanted to say? I don't think so. Nah, that's it. Alright, don't forget to use the hashtag LoudedPodcast on Twitter. And I'll speak to you guys next week. Bye!